Welcome to The Everglow, a podcast with real advice you can actually use to live a better, happier life, especially if you're an empath. No burning sage, no crystals, no BS. Join me as I travel the world sharing the valuable lessons I learn. Hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this to get new episode updates. All right, what is up? It is just after midnight, and uh, I'm counting down my last hours here in Chargao, Philippines, and man, I just want to say what an awesome time I had. Like, you know, I <laughs> to date, I have never had less than an amazing time in Southeast Asia, be it, you know... Anywhere in the Philippines, anywhere in Indonesia, Vietnam, Thailand. I don't know. I'm not saying I want to move here forever, but I understand why so many people come here and then never leave. Somebody today was telling me that Shargao in particular is cursed because people come here and they never leave. Personally, that sounded more like a blessing than a curse. But, um, sorry, I have my retainer in, so I may have a little bit of a lisp. Let me take it out. There, let's see if that's better. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you haven't been to Southeast Asia, there's a reason it's so great for backpacking. I know some people gravitate towards Europe, but not for me, um, yeah, I don't know. There's To me, there's just... I've been to Europe and I've gone to quite a few... Maybe eight countries, I think. I just... To me, it doesn't have that same magic or rich as rich a history as exists down here. And most certainly, the people aren't... And Europe's not a country. I mean, every country is different. The, Greek and, the Greeks and the Italians are quite friendly. But um, just the warmth of the people here and the flexibility and... You know, the, late, the honesty is, is really refreshing here. Um, one thing I've really loved about the Philippines, Sargao, especially in the islands that I've been to, is I've noticed there's a lot of parity in pricing on things. Um, so you don't really have to feel like you have to shop around a hell of a lot for, like, the best deal. Because generally people charge the same, thing and the same things. And, you know, for example... Pretty much all the companies are charging about 350 pesos a day for the motorbike rentals. For the three main tours that you would take on this island, everybody charges the same. So I think that's really good. Uh, even the restaurants, from the less fancy ones to the more fancy ones, believe it or not, even those are all very similar in price, right? Like the a hamburger joint where you just sit outside and it's more of like a a little kiosk. I think uh, like a basic hamburger there was mm, maybe like uh, $4 with some price. And then at a fancy, the fancier place or the fanciest place, a big hamburger was like 6 bucks. It wasn't like a huge deal. But um, where was I? Yeah, I was just rambling on about how much I love this place. And it's just Southeast Asia in general. There's just something fantastic about it. And I've, I really appreciate the honesty 
of the Filipino people. I, I just have never felt like anybody was ripping me off. I've never felt like as a tourist that, you know, the prices magically doubled or anything like that. And, you know, the result is just like, uh, you know, a great feeling. You know, you, you feel like you're, you, you don't have to feel like you're on guard. Um, you know, I barely even locked my door <laughs> at the villa here I'm in or the cottage, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, people are just friendly and the energy's good. The energy's good. So it's been, it's been a really great trip. Now I'm back to Cebu uh, tomorrow. Now, unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately because I did it myself. You know, it was my choice. I'm cutting my trip short. I was originally scheduled to go to Cebu and then immediately the next day uh, take a bus, then a ferry to this incredible island called Bantayan Island. And that thing looks like a slice of heaven. And that was going to be the third part of my trip. So my trip was originally going to be Bangkok, then Siargao, and then Bantayan Island, and then home. And in Bantayan, I was going to reconnect, or I was going to connect with my, my friend who I'd gone to Bangkok with. But I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done it in retrospect, but, you know, Bangkok was so wild that I was so burnt out after just three or four days there that I, probably I wasn't thinking straight, and I decided to rebook my trip. I mean, not rebook, but, like, change my trip to come home to go to LA early, you know, that, and I, I, you know, I didn't want, you know, my dad being home alone that long and, and things like that. Uh, and you know, my cats missing me and I just, I, I've been gone a while. Like my travel season started in the last week of August and it, it's been nonstop. I mean, it, and not, not, not totally by design, but my old, my, one of the universities I went to, they asked me to assist with recruiting events during the fall. And I usually do a few, but this year they topped me for a number of them, but they were all like on the East coast or in Canada, which meant, you know, a lot more flying. So literally since September, September started off with a tour of Japan. So I went on t to Tokyo and I went all over Japan. Then I flew to um, Cebu to go, go to a, a town, beach town called Mualboal. Then I flew to Singapore for lunch, then back to LA. And then after LA was, you know, after I was there for four or five days, I was still fully jet lagged. I basically had to fly to Winnipeg and then Toronto. And back to Winnipeg for a few days to sort out some stuff for my aunt. Then back to L.A. And then a few days after that, I had to fly again to uh, this time to Calgary. And then back. And I literally flew to Calgary for like one single day and I flew back. Then I had to then a few days after that, I had to fly to Atlanta and I was in Atlanta for a few days. I literally, and here's where it gets great. I landed back from Atlanta on a Saturday and I flew out again to Washington DC on Sunday, the next day, um, from LA. A anyways, it, this just keeps going and going, but suffice it to say, after a couple of days of being back from Washington DC, then I had to fly out again 
from L.A. to Tallahassee, Florida, came back, and then all the way to Montreal, and then back, and then a few days later, bang, Thailand. So it's been a lot of flying. You know, part of the thing with these trips for my old university is I had to, you know, they're cross-country trips, and I kept flying back to L.A. each time. You know, so it was adding, it was kind of, I was kind of getting grinded a bit, which, you know, I enjoy it. I love it. But, you know, trying to do that while you're still kind of working as a lawyer and, and all that, it's a lot, but it's fun, man. I mean, I love for the, I live for this shit. So it's a lot of fun. So having said all that though, Bangkok was just so crazy. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I guess I wasn't thinking straight. And I just thought, you know what, maybe I just need to be in my own bed finally. And so I, I, I had to get a new ticket to come home early or to go home early um, instead of the 7th. I just thought, yeah, maybe I should just do that. And then now, now, that, now that I'm thinking straight, I'm thinking, well, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have done that after all because I had to spend all this money on a new ticket to come home early. Um because I couldn't really change the original ticket. And anyways, it's kind of messy. But here we are. So my last few hours in Sargao, incredible. Um, Just amazing restaurants. You know, usually when you're on on a little island like this, you wouldn't really think much about the food. uh, Because just frankly, if you've been to some of these smaller uh, islands and anywhere in any country, the food's not the best, especially, you know, Filipino food's not known to be that popular. Like, you know, Thai food you see everywhere and it's always great. Filipino food doesn't have that same kind of cachet. However, um, all the cuisine, a lot of the cuisine here in Sargao is international. You know, there's sushi, there's ceviche, which I kept eating. There's everything. And I don't know what they're putting in the food here, but it is just unbelievable. It's some of the best food I've ever, I've ever eaten. And which is kind of, again, kind of surprising because last year I went to Koron town, uh, in Palawan to see Barracuda Lake and things like that. And the restaurants there, the food was just like, you know, kind of like they did their best with what they had, but it's like they're, they didn't have a lot of ingredients. Now, perhaps, perhaps it could just be because, you know, things were just barely reopening and they didn't have a lot of supply of, of certain things and such. So, so anyways, uh, if you do make it to Sargao, highly recommend Sev, C-E-V, uh, Ceviche. I went there again today, so I went there three times in the last four days. It was so incredible. It's super healthy. Uh, go check it out. And Oh, yeah, and the best gelato I've ever had outside of, uh, well, actually, better than anywhere, even Italy, it's a gelato place called Halika, H-A-L-I-K-A. Just amazing gelato. I don't know what they do to it, but man, it's incredible. So, yeah, the food here is awesome. You know, today we had some really bad thunderstorms. It rained quite a bit, uh, but I, I'm cool with it because I'm in, I'm in L.A., so I kind of welcome the rain. It gets tiring of having a, having a mono season. But, uh, yeah, the thunderstorms are n- next level, like... They were so bad that, you know, the, the, I've never heard thunder that loud. And it was so loud, it was like rattling the, 
the little villa I'm in. Um, so every time I kept jumped on my motorbike to go into town to eat, it would start raining and I'd have to turn around, but I finally made it. So it's been a great trip. Uh, I've been texting with my, my buddy, Andy, affectionately known as Thailandy, uh, who did the Loi Katrong festival last night, lantern festival in Chiang Mai. Uh, cause that's what he wanted to do. And he, you know, he, he was sending me pictures and it looks just as spectacular as when I did it back in 2014. Uh, so he's going to now, we're going to swap places kind of because he's on his way, um, up here now to Sergao. So I can kind of tell him what to do, what not to do, but it's been a, it's a great trip. I just, you know, I'm kind of realizing a lot of things. I just uh, part of me is realizing I'm, I'm probably kind of an Island guy, which probably makes sense because I've, I've always, I'm notorious for struggling in big cities. Now, unless I'm visiting a big city just as a tourist, that's another story. Living in Toronto is an example. I fucking hate it. It was four, four of the worst years of my, my life living. Sorry, I got the hiccups. It was like four of the worst years of my life living in Toronto. Um, it didn't help that I lived in a shitty area, so that could be part of it. I lived in the Jane and fin- famous Jane and Finch area. But... Damn, now I got the hiccups. Bear with me. <laughs> so the funny thing is after I left Toronto and I'd go back and visit, I really liked it. Go figure. But if it put me in New York City, Miami, uh, Kathmandu, Jakarta, Bangkok, I have a great time. The cities are like alive and kind of have their own magic, but uh, make me live there. And it's another story. Case in point, uh, my phone just rang with a potential new client calling the law firm for something that has nothing to do with the type of area of law we practice. But anyhow, um, so here I am doing my little guilty pleasure of chilling out late at night in my hotel room. You know, one, th- one thing about throughout Asia is the TVs, if they ever have a TV, they have a series of channels, movie channels, where they, all they do is play American movies, like usually movies from the 90s, early 90s throughout, through like up until a couple of years ago. And... It's just a guilty pleasure of mine watching some random movie. Um, I don't know why, but I, I just fucking love doing it. It's kind of like my comfort zone. So, you know, so I, I go out every night. Don't get me wrong. But my wind down is watching some some random movie. Like, for example, right now I was watching Waterworld, which, believe it or not, I've never seen before. But I remember it being like the biggest you know, talk of the town way back in the mid nineties or early nineties, because at the time it had the biggest budget in history from any movie. And if I recall correctly, it was like $120 million, the budget, which, you know, these days is nothing. And it was also, you know, considered a flop, uh, considered a flop financially. But I was watching that, and now Full Metal Jacket is on. But I'm going to... That's a long-ass movie, so I'm going to put a ribbon on this night uh, so I can get some sleep. Tomorrow morning, i got to wake up. 
they're going to serve me my breakfast, which I love doing. You know, before I go to bed, I got to tell the hotel what I want, and they make it for me, and it's, I just freaking love it. I eat outside on my little patio, looking at the fort, the jungle here, and uh, I got to return my motorbike, and then I got to get to the airport, and then take my flight back to uh, you know Cebu City, which would have just been a transit point before Bantayan Island, but now I'm just going to stay there for a few days and. Uh, not much to do. I don't have anything to do there. So I guess I'll just start catching up on work preemptively. Uh, so I can, uh, not be too burdened when I land back home. And that's kind of it, man. You know, it's been a, it's been a great trip. I, I've always said this travel is medicine. If you are not feeling well, uh, mentally, hell, even physically go somewhere, you know, go somewhere different. It's funny because, you know, I, I'm very strict with my diet back in L.A. And when I go on my trips, I don't go crazy or anything like that. Although I did drink in Bangkok, which I usually don't drink, but I, I drank kind of a lot. Um, but, you know, even coming here, you know, I'm still eating pretty healthy because I'm eating a lot of fish. But it's like your body processes things totally different. Not to mention, not to mention the food is so much healthier out here. So even the unhealthy food is healthier because it's not, everything's not ultra processed, right? Like things are kind of, everything's quote unquote farm to table or from the ocean and, you know, right on your plate without all these, you know, crazy preservatives. And it really shows, you know, it really shows. So yeah, tomorrow's my swan song out of here. You know, I'm kind of torn. I actually really do want to come back here to Sargao. In part, that's why I didn't take all the tours available. But uh, I keep yawning, but I don't know when that'll be. So I just kind of wanted to sign off um, from here and uh, come and come and check it out. And you go to some random island from in any country, whether it's Thailand or Indonesia, even Malaysia's got some cool islands. Hell, even South Korea, there's Jeju Island, which is supposed to be pretty cool. There's just something nice about an island that'll slow time down. I can promise you that. It'll slow time down for you. It'll be great mental rest. And you can go back home to wherever you're from and recharge your batteries. And I've been doing that a lot. And I'm glad I do. I'm really glad I do do that. Because, you know, there's nothing better than that for me. So that's kind of it. Um, sorry, my podcast tonight isn't more exciting, but I just want to start doing this more consistently. And, uh, you know, because this thing is, like I've always said, it's kind of like a therapy for me just putting out the podcast. So hope this finds you well. Good luck and take it easy.